Hey, what's up, bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app that's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically reforming preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the the Reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's the boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here. Another Tuesday, super excited as always. Be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the bar. We are grateful that you're listening. To the listeners, like I do every week, I love to thank you guys for just being awesome listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the bar. Thank you for letting people know about your favorite podcast. And like I also do every Tuesday, I bring in excellent guests. This one is right up there with the rest of them. And I'm super excited we're able to bring this young lady on and, and have her on the show and definitely been admiring the work from afar uh, and Probably don't need an introduction, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. But I want to bring to the microphone Miss Allie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Yes, that's right. Miss Allie is in the building. I'm going to give you the floor real quick, Allie, to introduce yourself to my okay. listeners. Let them know who you are and, and a little bit about you. Yeah, my name is Allie Stuckey, and I'm hosted podcast Relatable. Uh, where we analyze news and culture from a Christian conservative perspective. Um, I speak on college campuses and to different organizations, typically uh, in the realm of culture and politics. I've been doing that since 2015, and then I started blogging shortly after that, and the blog kind of launched this full-time career of TV commentating and then the podcast and writing. Um, and so I've just kind of been able to probably like you been able to dive into the craziness that is our mm -hmm. modern culture and analyze it from a biblical point of view which is increasingly um it can be increasingly complex but also because of that increasingly needed so um oh, yeah. i love what i do and i'm, I'm thankful for your voice too because the more clear 
voices, the more biblical voices on crazy cultural matters, the better. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, in speaking of clear uh, biblical voices, that's a big shout to Daryl and Virgil. Just thinking those guys, them, see, Ali, I, I have the easy job. I just do the fun interview stuff. I let Daryl and Virgil pull that that stuff, you know, the heavyweight with social justice yeah. and all that. I let them do the heavy, heavy carrying. And they, well, they like it. Interviewing so. is important, too. <laughs> interviewing is important, too. <laughs> no, no, legit, legit. So you, you kind of gave a, a quick blow by of how you got here. Um, let's let's back up, you know, um, as far as let's say let's go to let's say a conversion story. If there is one, um, what got you to the place to be that person speaking on these issues? Have Is this like in your family or take us back a little bit? Give us a little background. OK, yeah. So I have a pretty typical Bible Belt upbringing. I don't have any kind of big story of conversion in that I was mm-hmm. raised by Christian conservative parents. We always uh, went to church. I have been, you know, Fox News has been on in my living room for a long time. And I knew in middle school and even in high school watching the news, I always loved the news. And I knew that I wanted I knew that it was there was a part of me that wanted to do something like that, but mm-hmm. I didn't really pursue it. it. It wasn't enough of a passion for me to actually put any action to that dream. It was kind of just something that I had in my head. So I went through high school. I went to college in South Carolina, studied communication, thought about going to law school. Then I decided I don't want to do three more years of school. So <laughs> I went into PR after school. And again, not super involved in politics. My dad actually... Uh, became a state representative when I was in college. And so I was marginally interested. I always knew what was going on in the election. Um, I was I had been blogging for a long time, but really just about Christian and cultural issues, nothing to do with politics at all, starting in kind of 2012. But that was just really a labor of love that I was doing. So mm. went into PR after I graduated. And then in 2015, during the the presidential election primaries, I'm not really, I honestly wish I could go back and think about what hit me or or Mm. why I decided to do this, but I Mm. really don't. I just remember I was driving from Atlanta, Georgia to Athens, Georgia, and something hit me where I said, you know what? I really want people who are my age, who are educated, who really have no excuse for their ignorance of what's going on in the world to know what's going on in the world. And so this little idea that I had, and I still had my full-time job, but I was like, you know, I love speaking in front of people. I've always loved speaking in front of people. I've always loved being in front of a crowd. Something that I would love to do that kind of marries a few of my interests is I would love to speak to college students about why they should vote in the primaries because I was looking around. A lot of my very smart friends and educated friends just had no idea what was going on in the election, and I just thought, that's not good. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that they should know, and I think that they should care. And so I started out by, I was 22, and so I was really close to college age, so I felt like I could relate to this audience pretty well. I started out by reaching out to the heads of college sororities. I lived in Athens, Georgia, so it was UGA. I started reaching out to the heads of college sororities and asking, can I just for free speak at your chapter and give this presentation that I've created, nonpartisan presentation I've created, about why you guys should vote in the primaries. Some mm. people said yes, some people mm-hmm. said no, but when I, when I was given a yes, I would go 
and I would give this presentation again, totally for free. I really didn't have anything that I was getting out of it besides I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. And I just felt this incredible energy afterwards of this adrenaline of like, oh my gosh, I love doing this. I love doing this. So I started reaching out to other college organizations and local conservative organizations asking if I could kind of give this presentation for how you get young people. It was millennials who were in college at the time, um, how you get young people to vote in, in the elections. And that kind of worked. I mean, it wasn't like a big explosion at first. Uh, but then I started at the beginning of 2016, I decided, okay, I'm going to ditch the nonpartisan thing. I'm going to start a blog called The Conservative Millennial. Um, I did that. And after a few months of doing that and starting to make videos on that, that did kind of blow up. Um, mm-hmm. So after about a year of speaking and blogging, I started making these videos really just on my phone in my living room. I didn't have any equipment or editing or anything like that. <laughs> um, just talking into my phone. And those ended up getting hundreds of thousands of millions of views. And I had the help of the presidential election being such a tumultuous time that everyone Mm -hmm. was looking for voices. Everyone was looking for some kind of clarity. Everyone was looking for representation of their views or to cut through the noise. And so I kind of just happened to be in the right place at the right time saying things that resonated with at least a chunk of people on the Internet. And um And that led to, not to get into too many details, but we ended up moving to Texas, my husband and I did. And so I quit my job and decided to try to pursue this full time. I ended up getting hired by The Blaze around that time. I was still speaking at organizations for free. I wasn't charging anything still, just wanted to get my name out there. And then Mm -hmm. I started getting calls from Fox News, MSNBC, HLN, uh, different network to just be a commentator and that was awesome i had never done tv before and okay this is great and so i started doing that in uh 2006 2017 at this point um so started doing tv 2017 still speaking still making videos that were getting a ton of views and then at the end of 2017 is when i joined crtv and at the beginning of 2018, March of 2018, is when I started my podcast, Relatable, which I have now. And so I've continued to speak. I do a lot of TV, and I write, and I host the podcast. And it's just kind of all happened since 2015, so about three and a half years now of just of, of doing it. And I, you probably discovered, too, it's like it's such it, – part of it, of course, is, you know, you can take credit for – having talent or being someone that people like to listen to, but also it's just such a crazy time that Mm -hmm. you have a lot of people, you have a lot of people being like, I need someone to make sense of this for me because I don't have time to make sense of it. I need someone to make sense of it. And that's kind of where I've been able to Mm -hmm. um, carve out an audience. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's on point. Uh, And I I love the backstory. Didn't know those details is, you know, I actually remember um, Virgil sharing some of your blogs, uh, the, uh, the uh, conservative millennial. When, as soon as you said that, Uh I I, I was like, I remember Virgil used to share some of those, uh, those blogs and stuff. So that is, that is cool. And and it is, it is, it's so true. You know, uh, 
I hear it all the time. People say, you know, you know, you say how I think, or, you know, I even tell Daryl that all the time, like, man, you write or say how I think and, and people need, yeah. need to hear that, or they need, need that clarified. Um, and, and, totally. and I love, I, I love the way that you do it. It's, it's, it's fun, it's witty, but then it's, it's bold, you know? And like, like, I love it because, you know, you can always tell when you're stepping on a bunch of toes because that's the ones that get the most views because so many people yeah. want to, <laughs> they want to argue about it. Y'all. Yeah, exactly. They want to fuss about it. They don't know they give you more shares and you're like, thank you, haters. Like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> right, right. So as far as, uh, you know, the, this journey, um, um, ha- have you ran into any, I guess, I mean, of course, you know, the, the trolls or whatever, but any like pushback on some of the things you talked about where you, you know, kind of made you second think or has it all been, you know, you've been very confident, you know, doing your research, you know, no, you know, no, it lines up with scripture. Have you ran into any of those kind of snags uh, in this, this process? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely have. I mean, there are. Well, I don't know if any of my major positions have changed, but if I go back and listen to some of my early uh, episodes, there are things that I'm like, oh, I wish I could have, I would have looked at that a little bit differently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even on abortion, I have been adamantly, I've always been adamantly pro-life, but you have a lot of people that have very interesting ethical questions, and I haven't wavered at all, but even um, I've learned a lot more about, like, for example, I used to think I used to think that there were legitimate reasons for, okay, the life of the mother. The child would have to be aborted to save the life of the mother. I Mm -hmm. didn't know until I researched more that there really is zero legitimate reason through any trimester of pregnancy to kill the child in order to save the mother. There are other things that may have to happen. There's some pain that you might have to go through. I didn't know that. And so I actually Mm -hmm. said that on a podcast, you know, that's the only time that I think that there might even be an ex, uh, an ethical explanation for why an abortion might be necessary. And I had some very respectful and um, I, who, people who I appreciate reach out to me and say, like, here's the truth about this. And I had to go on the podcast and say, mm-hmm. I just didn't know. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that. And now I've thought about it a little bit more. And I realized that I was, I was wrong in that. I was looking at that the wrong way and I didn't know all of the facts. Um, now, if there's something that I really don't know anything on, I just don't talk about it. Like mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. plenty of things in the world of politics, in particular, because I'm not really interested in policy. I'm interested in how policy affects culture and approaching it from a cultural, biblical standpoint. I'm not really interested right. in just. I, I'm not like a policy buff, and so I don't pretend to be. I feel like you keep yourself out of trouble if you don't pretend to be an expert on the things that you're not an expert on and on the things that you need to learn more on, you learn more on it or you say, I don't know everything about this. And it, it really helps. (laughs) Like it really cushions. And there's plenty of things that I'm just not an expert on, but as far as, um, as far as big positions, nothing has changed. If anything, I have just stopped caring more and more what people think and there's mm-hmm. been a lot of freedom in that. And I also think that there's been, it just on a superficial level, there's also been success in that. I have seen my audience grow as I've stopped caring whether mm-hmm. or not this group of conservatives or this group of Christians is going to like what I say, or that if I'm going to lose followers or I'm going to offend someone, I just kind of stopped caring about that. 
And there's right. just something really liberating in that. And um, I encourage, I encourage more quote influencers, if you want to call them that, um, <laughs> to, to have, have the same mentality with wisdom, of course. But you can really become a slave to what all these different groups think, and you're never going to say anything of substance. Right, right. No, that's that is uh, that is really good, and I love the the point you brought out about not caring about how what people think. I mean, obviously here at the bar, people know that we don't we don't really care uh, yeah. about that, you know. Um, and 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 it is it comes from you know, uh, with, with my team, it, it comes from me. That's kind of an attitude I've always had. Um, even, even as a, a young boy, even, you know, before, you know, Christ and everything was, you know, I, I yeah. didn't, I didn't fold to whatever everybody else did. You know, I was willing to, to stand alone if necessary. Um, and so, and I think that's yeah. kind of why we, we really, uh, resonate with one another because, you know, you know, what your, your boldness, the way that you, you stand on the truth and, and we do the same thing on this side. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, especially when, when it comes to social justice, you know, that that's like a, uh, a cherry bomb or something, you know, flush down the toilet. Anytime you, you stand up against the, oh, yeah. the, 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 the multitude seems like, you know, um, you, you get, we get a lot of blowback, but you know, never, never care, never worry, you know, cause I had a lot of people, yeah. uh, uh, inbox me about the signing of the, uh, of the statement, the social justice statement and, right. you know, right. uh, guys, that, guys that I respected, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I agree with what was, what was there and, and that's why I put it there. And I knew going that, you know, what it would, what it would be and just yeah. trusting in, you know, what I stood in. So that's something I think yeah. we have a, a lot in common. Um, so yeah. as far as that side of it, though, the social justice, I mean, I, cause I know you, I can't remember the exact one you did, but it was one and it was like, I mean, I'm sure you, you covered a couple of times, but there was one that just like seemed like I saw that video a hundred times, either somebody was criticizing <laughs> you or either somebody was praising you. It was just, it was all up and down my timeline. So talk about that one yeah. a little bit. I, well, I don't know specifically which one it was, but some a line that I've said a lot that has been, like you said, both agreed with and vehemently disagreed with is social justice isn't justice. It's not. It's a whole, it's, social justice isn't even biblical justice. And in the defense of some people who say that they care about social justice, some, sometimes those people are honestly just getting the phrases confused. It really is just a matter sure. of semantics. They, they actually think that biblical justice is social justice. And, okay, I, I could see that in a way that you would say, okay, well, all justice is justice. All justice, true justice is biblical justice. And so biblical justice is social justice. I simply think, though, that social justice connotates an entire progressive movement to which Christians, biblical Christians who believe in the Bible, I know I repeat myself, but you know what I mean, true mm -hmm. biblical Christians should not be ascribing to because there are too many components of it that simply are not biblical, from racial reparation to the LGBTQ agenda mm -hmm. that simply don't align with the Christian faith. So why would we latch on to a secular social movement when the Bible already gives us a perfect and age-old guide for what justice is. It gets too confusing when we're saying we're a Christian for social justice, 
Well, by saying social justice, what the vast majority of people think is that you are also latching on to the secular, unbiblical aspects of social justice as well. And I just don't think there's a lot of, you know, there's Christian movements that try to, quote, reclaim something. So they reclaim social justice. They reclaim Mm -hmm. feminism. And they say, I'm a Christian feminist. I'm a Christian social justice warrior. And I just don't get the point. Why? Why do we need to redeem something that one doesn't want to be redeemed and really in a lot of ways is irredeemable and should be replaced? It's not it's not supposed to be redeemed. It should be replaced entirely by biblical justice, by biblical womanhood, by biblical definitions of what gender is, of what gender roles are. It doesn't need to be reclaimed. It doesn't need to be um Maybe redeemed isn't the right word. It just needs to be replaced entirely by a biblical definition of what these things are. And it just gets too confusing. And quite honestly, I think the reason why you have people saying, well, I'm a biblical feminist, I'm a biblical social justice warrior, is because they want to acquiesce just a little bit to the liberal mob who comes after them very fiercely. Like they want to say, I'm on your side on this. Mm -hmm, I'm on your mm -hmm. side in some of these areas. But I'm like, you do not give progressives an inch because they will take a mile. If you think that you can stand with progressives on their version of what racial racial reconciliation is, which really is racial reparation, if you think you can stand with them and that they're going to let you not stand with them on LGBTQ issues, you're crazy. They're coming after you. They're coming after you. You might be their ally today. You will be a bigot tomorrow when they find out your stance on abortion. So... There's no point. There's no point in wedding ourselves to secular on biblical movements. Good deal. That is, that is, that is on point. I feel like I was listening to the podcast again. Hope you guys enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Daryl and I'm here with my wife, Karen. What's up? And we're the host of the, what are we even doing here? Podcast. The podcast that seeks to answer the question that we all ask, what are we even doing here? We cover topics such as marriage, family, life, and living a Christian life in this crazy world. We don't have all the answers, but we know where to look. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud as we seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. All right, we're back in here with my good friend miss Allie. and like i do all my guests uh this is the fun side i ask these three signature questions i call them the bar signature three questions or the three signature bar questions depends on if you listen to this forward or backwards but anyway first signature question is what kind of music do you listen to oh i'm really boring when it comes to music i listen to I'm going to be so stereotypical. I listen to Christian music mostly and (laughs) I listen to, but I really like, I mean, I I don't always listen to it, but I really like eighties and nineties music. I used to be like a huge third eye blind fan, Mm -hmm. but I mean, some of their stuff is like, so it's just not good. I just can't listen to it anymore because it's so dark, but I was a huge third eye blind fan, went to their concerts, like know the lyrics to so many of their songs. I loved alternative music and was really into like finding new alternative songs and things like that, you know, Pearl Jam, all that stuff. But I just kind of lost interest. I'm just kind of like, 
okay, whatever, whatever I can listen to in the background that's not going to, like, corrupt my mind. But, you know, there are some things that you hear on the radio that are just catchy beats that you shouldn't listen to because the lyrics are awful. But, like, <laughs> there's a reason why Cardi B is so popular because there's some, there's some catchy songs out there, but I try not to try not to indulge. Um, so yeah, I would say I love some, I love some Shane and Shane. I love, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty boring. No, that's, that's legit. That's, that's why I like that question. Cause you know, everybody's like, Oh, like actually interviewed somebody earlier this week and I was like, Oh, I don't really listen to music. That's cool. Like, I love that. I love the, you know, everybody's different, got their own thing. Or you could be like Ligon Duncan. He likes, you know, seventies and eighties, uh, Motown, which blew me away. I had no idea, but that yeah, that's cool. That's a great I answer. Motown. I don't think yeah. I, like Motown. <laughs> I do really like, I like eighties and nineties music a lot. I will say that. Gotcha. Good deal. All right. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Oh, I am reading, um, gosh, what's it called? It's by Tim Keller. It's not the reason for making sense of God. I've never Mm -hmm. read that. I read reason for God a long time ago, making sense of God. I'm also reading. Wow. I'm really bad at remembering the title. Oh, I am reading although I've been reading this for like six months and I read like a page every week for some reason. Um, I'm reading 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson. I Mm -hmm. should have finished that a long time ago, but there's some books, you know, that you read quickly and then you have the Mm -hmm. other books that you take forever to work through. That's kind of what I've, that's kind of what I'm doing with 12 rules for life. But I really have always gained a lot of inspiration from Tim Keller books. I think he explains things very well and logically and so I'm really enjoying um, making sense of God. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Podcast. Well, I listen to the Just Thinking podcast when they have new episodes out, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm ready for that. Um, I listen to the Just Thinking podcast. I listen to uh, Ben Shapiro's podcast. He keeps me up to date on the facts of everything going on he does analyze it but it's just it's good just to know exactly Mm -hmm. what's happening and i also listen to uh the daily briefing with albert moeller as well those are kind of my like at least my news podcast um i still sometimes sometimes well oh here's one more i i listen to ask john which is john piper's podcast which I always find really interesting because his answers are so nuanced, but I don't really listen to sermons on, um, on, on my podcast app. I used to listen to Matt Chandler all the time. I don't do that quite as much anymore. Um, Mm. Yeah. So I don't, I I don't, I don't listen to sermons on my podcast or on the podcast app as much. Gotcha. All right. Good deal. So Allie, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, and 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 taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you got a lot of you're telling me about a lot of deadlines and things coming up. So I'm definitely very grateful we're able to work this out. Um always like to close the show out by giving you the floor and letting you give any words of encouragement or any announcements or anything that you want to share. Um I'm gonna give you the floor to do that. Just keep in mind this show probably won't air until March. So just in case there's something okay. that's date sensitive, but I'll give you the floor to do that now. Okay, cool. Well, I always like to encourage people who are listening to podcasts like this, who listen to the Just Thinking podcast, who listen to my podcast, 
we all kind of probably accept the basic premises of biblical truth, kind of where it contradicts with current culture. And the encouragement that I always try to give to college students or to anyone that I'm speaking to is that you are not the crazy one. It's easy to feel like you are um, you are the extremist, like you are the radical, like you are the one that's out there. And of course, the Bible does tell us that that's how we're going to be viewed. But it can be very wearing from a worldly perspective to feel like you are uh, being demeaned as hateful or bigoted or even evil or exclusive simply because you believe in biblical truth, simply because you believe in what is right. And I just want to remind you that you are not the crazy one. Even from a cultural perspective, all of the craziness that we're seeing with microaggressions and social justice and gender confusion and all of this stuff, really, that has only developed and popularized in the past five years. And so the a lot of the views that you hold from a, even political and cultural perspective were mainstream and widely accepted views just a few years ago. So it's normal to ask questions. It's normal to analyze culture. It's normal to be skeptical of what people in the mainstream are telling you today. And um, it's all the more reason to believe in the absolute truth and ground yourself in the absolute truth that is founded in God's word. Because today, when someone tells you that, um, uh, you know, a man is a woman and a woman is a man and that open borders are fine and that all of these things that we know aren't logically true are, um, it's, it's more important than ever to remind ourselves what we know is transcendent and what is eternally true. And that can only be found in God's word. And that is quite honestly, the only solace I find some days in this um, crazy, crazy news cycle that we're all in. <laughs> exactly. That is definitely great advice. Great, great advice. Thank you again for coming on the show. To the Thank listeners, you. make sure you check us out every Tuesday, your favorite podcast. Make sure you check out the whole Bar Podcast Network. Monday, we have Pastor Discussion. Tuesday, the Bar, of course. Wednesday, we have Fresh, No Replay. Just thinking, we're back. Starting this coming Wednesday. I, I like how you made that plug when they're new. I love that. Because, yeah, because just we had to do a little elbow yeah, side, I, yeah i got that i got that yeah that we're, we're, <laughs> we're back behind the mic this sunday so it'll, it'll be Good. fresh and new daryl finally uh got settled in um and okay. so we're excited about that so uh and also Me make too. sure you check out Thursdays, uh, the uh, Biblical Reform Spitters, our hip-hop show with Terrence Barlow. Make sure you go to the Bar Podcast uh, website, barpodcast.com. Make sure you pick up some bar gear at thebargear.com. Make sure you get some hats, uh, shirts, uh, hoodies, beanies, and Alec. We also have baby onesies, so you should get the baby uh, just thinking yes, baby onesie or something. I would love to. <laughs> Good deal. Make sure you check out everything Miss Alley has going on, whether it's the podcast or her Facebook, uh, everywhere that, that you can catch her at. We'll have uh, links in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, God bless, and we are out.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there